0: What is up, everybody, and welcome to episode 114,
1: 114. of the Sims and Love Podcast. What do you
2: think of Sims' tan?
0: What
1: tan? Damn, I look good. He looks pretty bronzed for him coming back from Florida.
0: I am bronzed. Sims is reddish. I think I you, get. You know what? I you actually, nice. actually, now that I really look, your forehead... Were you born a dick or you always were just a dick? Like, well, coming dick? up oh. in our interview with Vince Wilfork... First question from Sims about dicks. Yep. Fentrick wasn't here for it. He has no idea what it is. Oh, boy. And you're oh not going to find
1: out until later. Do you how like big ones, small ones, fat ones? That's no, what I asked him first. How heavy of an edit is this going to be for nah, me? Nah, it's going to really be easy. Fun. Okay. Really just, just
2: cut the whole thing out? No. If no. you cut
1: that out, seriously, we're going to have issues. Okay. Yeah. And we already got a lot of issues. We so. do. What uh, else
2: is
0: now? So, 14. Was there a Rutgers player that wore 14? Not that I can
2: think of. Not that Typical I Typical Rutgers. Big three star quarterback commit for Rutgers this week. Uh, Jalen Chapman is his name. Also added a three star basketball forward, Miles Johnson. Oh. the stars Speaking are s- of dicks, hey. the stars are starting to align Good. for Rutgers athletics. We can Two and maybe stars. we could talk
1: a little hoops on this podcast. I would love to. You want to yeah. talk Rutgers hoops? Or, no. Or, no, okay. no. Who are your 14s? Uh, uh, man, my 14s. Uh, Andy Dalton comes to my mind right away his Hackenberg was 14 in college right man, I don't know. but no he's five now uh Fouts. Steve Grogan Dan Fouts right you remember Steve Grogan do you even know who that is Steve Grogan Steve Grogan he was the starting quarterback or he was one of the quarterbacks that played for the Patriots in the 1985 Super Bowl against the Bears where they lost 46 to 10 man MVP Richard Dent but Curly Lambeau Carly Lambeau, fourteen. Who else? I'm missing another fourteen. I feel like Otto Graham. Oh, Otto's a big one. Ty Detmer. Oh,
0: Fred Belitnikov. Oh, Fred Bolitnikoff? He was twenty-five. I'm looking at. Maybe in college was he fourteen? Pro Football Hall of Fame wide receiver Fred Bolitnikoff. He was number twenty-five. All I'm telling you is what is in front of me on the pro. They're Football wrong. Hall That's of why I
1: can't believe the internet.
0: It, you know what's amazing? He is wearing the jersey twenty-five. On the slide that says best number fourteen. Yeah, that's just stupid crap. That's incredible. Yeah. Um. Okay, so this literally just happened before we started recording. Uh, I just want to get your quick Legarrette Blunt to the Eagles uh, take. What do you think?
1: I, I mean, it's it's he's he's a great fit for what they got there. I mean, yeah, it depends on what they're going to do with Ryan Matthews. I mean, it seems like he's certainly possibly on the chopping block. Uh and if they don't have Ryan Matthews, he was their only semblance of a kind of a power runner last year. Uh, so LeGarrette Blunt really would be the perfect compliment to Sproles and Wendell Smallwood, a guy for short yardage, goal line situations, and also can do the other things you want, but he's just not going to be as good in space and, and making explosive plays as a, as a Smallwood or a Sproles. So uh, I really think it's a great fit.
0: Coming up a little bit later, we did interview Vince Wilfork. Uh, I asked him... What percentage of J.J. Watt is authentic? And he had a great response. And then we talked about rompers. And again, Sims talked about a penis in the first question. That's coming up in about five to ten minutes. I want to get to a quick iTunes review uh, because I think this one's good. Sal Sage V21 wanted to hate Sims, but I can't. He's just that good. (laughs) Took a bit to get used to the honest takes. But it's a great podcast. You get great
2: info. Well, that is incredible. We live in a world where it takes a bit to get used to honesty. I know
0: because I was thinking about this the other day. I really genuinely believe we live in a world where people are so used to hearing people be like, LeBron James sucks. And then, like, I don't know if this is real. Right. And then sometimes Sim says things and they go, oh, this is fake. And then you realize, no, it's not. And it's accurate. And I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm never going to just be a fucking shock jock. I know that. I'm going to say what I feel. And You're no Diamus. No, ne- negative ghost writer. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, that's nice that the guy. You know, he didn't totally prejudge me. He actually exactly. let my he let the he didn't judge the book by its cover.
0: P. Borda, 11, best sportscast podcast, period. He wrote, I wish Sims would start more of the podcast with his raps. Talk about a white boy supreme. (laughs) Love you guys. (laughs) We can bring that up, show foes. All right, so what do you got on Twitter there, Fendi? All
2: right, so this morning I tweeted out uh, from the podcast account, taping a new podcast this morning. It's officially summer, so feel free to ASA, ask Sims anything. All questions are welcome. First response, Ross McDermott. At the division of Joe, who would win in a fight, Lefko or Fendrick? First question we got.
1: Oh, 8 well, o'clock this morning. Uh, well, Lefco would win. Sorry. Oh, wow. Sorry. That was, that was a tough one. I mean, Fendrick, you're you're a scrapper, and you might have some like smart little like quick moves because you're a, a quick thinker. A jab every now and, right, and then. Right, right. But there's just too much girth over here. and too Lefko. much mass. Too
0: much mass. Can we also and, just talk about the fact that it's like tightening up? It is getting tight,
2: yes. It is definitely a little more much for you to handle. Second question we got, Max Mulcahy, <laughs> at Max Mulcahy. What is Sims' most memorable fight story? Oh, man. That you can share on this podcast without me deleting it. Well, I mean,
1: let's see. Personal fight. uh, I've only been in a few of those ones. Personal fight. I mean, my best one might have been in high school, really. My senior year, we were playing gym softball. And some kid ran me over when I was waiting for a throw on second base. He was a wrestler on the wrestling team. I can't remember his name. Uh, But I basically told him, I was like, man, when we get in the locker room, I'm going to come and kick your ass. And we walked in the locker room, and I went and got his ass. But that would be maybe. Was he
0: scared? I mean, he you were a big high school kid. Definitely. You, yeah, yeah. A
1: bully. he was a fake tough guy. Right. So he was like Did you oh, give him a swirly. Uh, I just got him on the ground. I threw a few punches and then like, you know, people break it up. The gym teacher gets in there and he was kind of a punk. The gym teacher, I think, enjoyed that. I was kind of like <laughs> beating on him a little My best story ever. And I think I've told this on the podcast about fights, seen some good ones in the locker room. The best one ever is Wesley Woodyard, middle linebacker for the Tennessee Titans, and Jabbar Gaffney. If anybody remembers Jabbar Gaffney, first-round pick out of Florida, went to the Texans early in his career, but we were in the Denver Broncos, and Wesley Woodyard was always kind of the team clown, right? He loved to, as you're walking out of the shower and you've dried off, he loved to go and throw soap on your back so you had to get back in the shower, right? He would do stuff like that. So he did it to Jabbar Gaffney once, maybe twice, and Jabbar... The third time was like, "Hey, listen, dude, it, it was funny, but you do it again, like we're gonna have blows." And like a few days later, Wesley Woodyard did it again, and Jabbar, he's a linebacker. He's a linebacker, and he couldn't help it. And Jabar didn't react when he did it. He didn't even go in the shower. He literally just walked out of the shower, wiped the soap off, real calm. But you could tell he was pissed off. And I'm sitting here watching this whole thing, real calm, wipes it off wipes the soap off, puts some sweatpants on, and walks out of the locker room. And I go, damn, that's weird. Whatever. He walks back in. Now Wesley Woodyard is out of the shower, and he's sitting in his locker. And Jabbar Gaffney has two boiling, (gasps) boiling hot bowls of soup in each hand. And he dumps them on Wesley Woodyard's head. And Wesley Woodyard yells. And it burns his face. And he goes, ah! And Jabbar Gaffney's sitting right there with his fist up going, I told you we are going to throw bows. Fuck you, motherfucker. And Wesley Woodyard got up, like had soup running down his face, and he's burning.
0: Oh, my God. And
1: he attacks Jabbar. And Jabbar Jab hits him with a jab, like right in the face. Hit him good. You have good. not told this story. I have not told this story. He
0: has, but I haven't heard the details. And was j- it chicken soup?
1: It was. I don't know what I'm soup it was. Kidding. It was hot as hell. I know that. That's scary and as hell. Man. It, it is. But he, he warned him. And, you know, I, I can't say much more Did than Did the that. fight
0: evolve from there? The
1: fight of all—I mean, they both threw a few punches. Jabbar landed like two right off the bat because Wesley was like trying to get the soup off of his face, and then Old when he hit face. the punch, when he hit the punches. Wesley went to grab him because Wesley was going to try to just overpower him yeah, and beat him up on as the ground. The bigger and then should. everybody gets involved and breaks it off. So uh, that's it. That
0: never got reported.
1: No, that never got reported.
0: What happens in the locker room stays in the locker room, man. Except man. for
2: the Simpson go podcast. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. Uh, Do do those people, when you see something like that, does it ever get fixed after that? It uh, it gets usually. Does the head coach bring him in and go, now shake each other's hands and say, I'm sorry. Usually
1: the coach doesn't even get involved. Usually what happens is that this is a thing that the team will take over. Like Wesley Woodyard was pissed, but he goes back into the locker room. I mean, into the, the linebacker room after this all goes down and the linebackers would set him straight and be like, hey, dude, the motherfucker told you he was going to throw blows if you did it to him again, and yeah, you but, did it.
0: But soup, that, that's crazy. That's like assault.
1: That was a little bit of assault. Jabbar had a little – he was a little crazy that way. Jabbar <laughs> was like – he was like that typical, like, scrappy skinny guy or you're like man i think i could whoop his butt but i don't know if it's worth it because i don't know if he'll ever stop right you know like he's one of those guys if
0: i was if i was caffney and and (laughs) like right after you fix it and you walk in i would only eat soup for like the next two weeks like every (laughs) time i came in i'd be like but it always ends up up, like they end up
1: being like even better friends after things like that
0: i'm gonna tell you this if you poured two bowls of boiling soup on my head, mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to be friends. Correct. <laughs> I, th- I think the scars are going to remind me of how much of a crazy idiot you are. <laughs> yeah, well... That's you know, why. not have any yeah, scars. Yeah.
2: Mark Bajan at 007 Sports, Hello, longtime Mark. friend of the podcast. To Sims, now that you've seen fame firsthand, do you want your kids to be star athletes and famous, or would you rather they stay out of the spotlight? Well, well, this I is want- a
0: perfect time to ask him after his vacation. Yeah, I
1: want my kids to want... Whatever they, I mean, I want my kids to get whatever they want, and right now my little boy wants to be Eli Manning, so I mean, that's that's what all he can think about. Eli Manning's the coolest guy on earth to him, and uh, I hope he can accomplish that dream. I mean, I'm running around the house, like I told you, catching footballs from him. Yeah, I, I listen, yes.
0: Well, you're on vacation, and you said there was a lot of New Yorkers down there, yeah, it was down and in that they were coming up to you and your dad all right. the time. How does your son react to people coming up to you and your dad?
1: uh he's still very enamored by it, right he a, you know he's very enamored whether we're walking in the airport and somebody says something to me oh dad, they know you, huh? They know you yeah, they know you from playing football or your or your bleacher report he'll like say stuff like that really yeah uh so he's still so he's aware he is very aware he is extremely aware actually right now. Uh, and yeah, he talks about it. He, I'm, I'm going to be the next Phil Simms on the Giants playing quarterback. You know, so he
0: does say Phil Simms. He does say Eli Manning. There. No,
1: no, he'll say like he. I'm going to be the next. I'm because he's Phil yeah. Simms. But yeah. yeah, he is all in on Eli. And yeah, I don't, listen. Fame. All those things are a pain in the ass, certainly, but as long as I think you have the right approach and the right right head on your shoulders and you realize that people are going to say and do things to
2: you, good and bad, just because of who you are, then that's fine. How do you
0: handle being famous for your
2: survivor reports? I mean, listen, when people come up to me on the streets... Yeah, what do they say? I give them the time of day. I take a selfie. I think it was Joe DiMaggio that once said it might be someone's first and last time ever seeing me, and I don't want them to walk away with a bad taste in their mouth. I hear you. I hear that.
0: Speaking of which, give the people what they want.
2: Oh... Unbelievable episode of Survivor, <laughs> Sierra. He gets, he legitimately
0: his whole
1: energy. And I need to,
2: I need to leave after this, but I've been waiting. Oh, Johnny's
1: spreadsheet's got to gotta go to a meeting. You're kind of big time now, so, so the I, meetings
2: can start when you get in there. No, this
1: that's true. actually not true. And wait, second of all, like him doing like his ah. Uh, Oh, this. it's kind of like me when I go, hold on, let me look at the teams. like he does that every time does we
0: he? start with Survivor. Yeah, I think oh. he does. So oh. as you guys oh. know. I will, be, I will be very cognizant of it. As home.
2: you guys know, I had Suri, Sierra, and Aubrey in my Survivor phase. Oh, yeah, and I totally remember. And unfortunately, <laughs> I lost my first Survivor last week. Sierra got voted out because she's an idiot and I'll tell you why. Ooh. Early on in the game, Sierra found the legacy advantage, which can be played when there are 13 is that survivors like an
0: immunity idol. It, yeah, it is. It oh. can be
2: played when there are 13 survivors remaining in the game or 6 survivors remaining in the game. And if you play the legacy advantage, you have immunity. You cannot be voted out and you get to play it at tribal council. So wait, I just I got to ask yeah, real quick. You ask. Legacy, you mean so it's like what a get out of jail free card basically. Well, here's, here's why it's called a legacy advantage. Right. Because if you do get voted out of the game, you will the advantage to someone else that's remaining in the game and leave it as your legacy. Does that make sense? You with me so far? No, I'm not. That was too
1: complicated. If
2: I get voted out, I have this immunity idol, but no one else knows that I have it. It's called a legacy advantage. If I happen to get voted out, then the reason it's called a legacy advantage is because you will it to somebody else who's remaining in the game. So you
0: don't get saved, you give it to somebody else? Correct. Because what's the point of it?
2: Because if she has it, but she has to play it. So if she gets blindsided and gets voted out without playing it, someone else gets the legacy advantage. Gotcha. So Sierra felt like she was on the outs uh, and potentially being targeted. she played it. Even worse. She passed it. Even worse. She She told someone else in the game... That she had a legacy advantage, and if she was voted out, she said, I'll give it to you, Sarah.
0: So they all voted her out. In an
2: effort to get Sarah on her side and help save her without Sierra needing to use her legacy advantage. Right. So Sarah used that information to get everyone else to vote Sierra out, and Sarah voted her out too, and then Sierra left the advantage to her. So she got Sierra. Sarah's out of the game. A badass bitch. She gets the legacy advantage. Uh, Sarah's in the driver's seat right now. She's got the advantage. She's got people working for her. I think she's the favorite to win it right now. Is uh, she
0: one of yours also?
2: She's not. I have Aubrey and Sari remaining in the game. Sari might Why win, would she have told her that? Because she she's she wasn't thinking. She's Damn. sleep deprived. She's hungry. She didn't read the Art of War. And she, she never didn't read the, the Art up of that War. Information. Damn, you, apparently she hasn't been to high school. You don't <laughs> You don't <laughs> tell that shit. Yeah, you don't offer that information <laughs> right. up unless you're going to use it to save yourself. There yes. was a there was a conversation that they showed last week where Sierra told Sarah and right then I said she's screwed. Sarah's gonna vote her out and take her advantage. That's all I got.
0: We are now joined by a five-time pro bowler, an absolute beast of a defensive tackle, and I think one of the cooler dudes in NFL history. His name is Vince Wilfork, and he's joining Sims and Lefko. Chris, uh, you have an experience with Vince. I believe he called you a crustacean back in the day.
1: Oh, I wanted to ask him if he remembered what he used to call me. You remember what you used to call
3: me, V? Whatever. I didn't call you anything. Stop lying. (laughs)
1: Whatever. And you know what? He's also the first guy to ever give me a black penis. Did you know that? So... (laughs) uh people don't we're gonna really, we're gonna start like that that's huh? how we start yes what you know, does that mean well he, <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna tell this the is story. chris
0: can you make sure he knows it's chris sims yeah
1: well he knows who it is it's all it it's all okay. crab meat that's what he used to call me crab and i under, i couldn't understand all right let's why. see
0: if he remembers why
1: go ahead you know why'd you used to call me crab meat I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember none of that. He's full of crap.
0: You always told me it's because you were a scavenger, because you were a low man on the totem I pole. I was the
1: bottom feeder, and I couldn't figure it out. I was always like, man, why are him and Gerard Mayo always calling me crab meat? I can't figure it out. <laughs> and it finally dawned on me about four months into the relationship. I was like, hey, I'm a crab. I'm a bottom feeder. That's what it is.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, no, what,
3: you're to of control.
1: Yeah, I am, you know. I mean, uh, they let me out of that New England building. I finally get to live my life again.
3: Sounds like a player, brother.
1: How you doing, man? Everything good?
3: Everything's good, man. Everything. I can't complain.
1: And, and just to get to my, my black penis yeah, story. what? Sorry. I have to tell you. So, in 2005, Vince's rookie year, we go up to New England. I'm the starting quarterback. It's December, right? Gotcha. Uh, and we're leading the NFC South. And, of course, they're leading the AFC East. We play them, but Vince hits me in, like, the fourth quarter, and I took a beating in the game. He hit me in the fourth quarter face mask, like, right on my pelvis bone, like, yes. right above
0: your manhood. So then everything dropped.
1: And I had a huge black and blue. Oh, my gosh. And I woke up, like, two days later, and I'm not joking you, it was, like, black and purple. And then it became, like, Lakers colors later in the week. It was, like, <laughs> purple and yellow. But I, I
0: want to know what Vince <laughs> thought of you as a, as a quarterback. Vince, can I get a uh, scouting report?
3: No comment, man. Listen <laughs> here, I'm here to talk about ribs. Good, we got them squealing
2: early. Here Good.
1: we go. All right, so okay, hit up. Let me hear about this ribs and what's going on with this whole thing. I've seen some of your commercials,
3: or the one oh, commercial. Yeah. right? Well, you know, everybody that knows me know I love the barbecue. I love to cook. So, um, you know, I had a, I had something go viral. Uh, a couple years ago, and in the background of my barbecue grill, there was Kingsford charcoal. So ah. you know, Kingsford kind of got in contact with me, knowing that I love the barbecue, uh, and I want to be the best. So I say, you know what? Uh, I'm going to I'm going to partner up with the Kings of Q with Kingsford, and um and go ahead and start this thing off, do it right, because I want to be with the best. And everybody that's in barbecue understands is Kingsford then is everybody else when it comes to barbecue. Yep, and um. You know, we 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 got that relationship, and with the commercial, I mean, it was hilarious. We had a great time with the commercial. We shot the commercial, um, and they say, Vince, just just do what you do. We're just going to roll the cameras, and you do what you do. That's awesome. And and, and
0: I know that Kingsford Charcoal, they're trying to uh, they're trying to establish ribs as the national food. And I know they need a yeah. hundred thousand signatures on this petition. Do you know where they can go to sign up to to make this a thing?
3: Yeah, Kingsford.com.
0: That's easy enough.
3: You know, and uh, Ed Vince Wilford also. But, you know, that's the thing is because anytime you're celebrating anything, okay, and it's a holiday or whatever it may be, people like to barbecue. That's what America do. That's what we do here. We barbecue, and we're already doing it. So why not get the petition signed up? make barbecue ribs the national food for America, and then we can be official. That's what we're looking forward to do. Hopefully we can get it done. But like I said, what it goes hand-in-hand, American and barbecue. You're you always cooking ribs, you know, and – Let's get it done. All you right. Gotta get
1: it. All right, well, we'll get it done. But I wanna know I wanna know this real quick while we're on this subject of ribs. How many times a week does this historic big Vince Wilfork belly meet ribs at home? How many uh, times a week do you actually eat ribs? Are you like a once a month guy? Well, right, right now about once a week, you know.
3: Yeah. Right. About once a week. I'm trying, you know, different stuff. So I'm always <laughs> me and Kingsford, we on the grill about once a week now. Um uh, <laughs> Get some thons. You're on on a first
1: name uh, basis with Kingsford now. You guys are boys. We
3: getting acquainted. We getting acquainted.
0: I think uh, every time that you barbecue, you or grill, you should use Kingsford. And every time I watch the Super Bowl these days, the Patriots are in it. And I'm curious. I was rooting for a Patriots comeback. You were the best team, I thought, that challenged them in the playoffs. When they were down 28-3 to and they were coming back, were you rooting for your former team or are you rooting for your AFC opponent to fall off? How does that work as a former teammate? Oh, yeah.
3: Well, I, I went in. I I, wished, I think it was the best two teams in the NFL played. Okay. That's for one. So, And I told people all that week because everybody was kind of bummed out it was Atlanta playing and it wasn't going to be a good Super Bowl. And I told guys the whole week I say this is gonna be the best Super Bowl that ever been played. Just mm-hmm. watch. And um and sure enough it was. But I was rooting for Tom and at the same time I was rooting for Atlanta just because of, you know, yes. first time wanna win one and they they back they 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 they've been there before but they didn't get it done. Um with Brian Cox over there. Yeah. So it was like yep. man, it was It was mixed feelings, you know, because I created a relationship with Brian Cox over the years through horse racing. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, I've been in New England 11 years. I would love to see these guys get the Super Bowl ring, especially after all the stuff they've been through with the whole Spygate and everything. So I was like, I would like to see them, you know, get it knocked out too. So um, the one thing I took and the one thing I loved about it is there's no question ever. That who's the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. You can't question that anymore. Um, I think Tom showed everybody who he is and where he needs to be ranked among the greatest because um, what he displayed in, in a game, the Super Bowl, mm. was unbelievable. Unbelievable. And, of course, he had supporting cast around him, But, man.
1: No, it was unbelievable. It was his finest hour. It really was. There's no doubt about it.
3: Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely.
0: I have a weird question. You mentioned the Kentucky Derby. I actually used to work in Louisville, and I saw you at the Kentucky Derby, and something happened at this last Kentucky Derby that people are talking about. It's a picture of eight men wearing rompers. I don't know if you know what a romper is. It's a shirt and a short that are connected. It's typically a female fashion.
1: Oh, I got you. And
0: people are trying to make this a male thing. We saw Cam Newton wearing one at Coachella, and I, I don't know what are size. Are you kidding me? He wore what, one at Coachella? I don't know what size romper Vince Wilfork would wear. What? I'm just curious if he would wear one.
3: Hell no, I will not wear one.
1: <laughs> huh? Man, first of all, Vince, there's no way they make one that would fit over that belly.
3: I mean, <laughs> and Let me I, tell you something. I'm strictly man. I'm gonna stick to my overalls and yeah, we're that's, call it a day. That's where I wanted to go. <laughs> Do you
1: know how many times I saw Vince in overalls and some boots, man, with no undershirt? why walking would he around need one? the facility why would he need one whatever it was you're right why would he need one so uh, yeah those are some visual memories I, I have of Vince
0: I have another football question for Vince um I hear this all the time I see GMs go to Detroit and Tennessee I see head coaches going to Houston and we're waiting on McDaniels everyone's trying to recreate New England elsewhere from someone that's been there for so long is it possible
3: if It's possible if the organization is willing to uh, have the patience with it. Right. Um, in this business, one thing I noticed that um, organizations nowadays really want to win now, so they don't want to take the time and take the five, six, seven, eight years to get it right. right. Because, you know, if you look at New England, what they did when they brought Bill Belichick in, they wasn't successful right away, but they stuck with it. Um, and then once they stuck with it, they Bill got it to kind of ran into how he needed to get it done. And I think the better, I think the Patriots just have to figure it out. Yeah. But I think it, I think it takes time for organization. The organization got to be willing, um, and got to be, you know, they got to really understand that, um, it takes time. So it'll be interesting to see if anyone, Give that time.
1: Yeah, you're right because people don't realize even before Bill, it was Bill Parcells, and he kind of put on that, put in that system to begin with, and then Bill gets a little more, Bill Belichick gets a little more time to establish it the way he wants to, and it works even better. Vince, I want to ask you about this two-part question, real quick. I mean, uh, th- this is my first thing, and maybe I'm wrong, but to me, last year, I study football. I think the guys here would tell you I watch a lot of film. Jadavian Clowney is the best defensive player in football. I would love to hear your thoughts about Jadavian Clowney. Like, if I had a vote, he would have been my defense MVP last year. And then I'd also like an update on your retirement situation and where your head's at in that whole that whole department.
3: I think you know, I think uh, JD is really, really, really special. Right. I mean, I think he is a wrecking ball and teams are afraid to deal with him on a one-on-one basis in the run game and pass game. Right. And, um, I mean, he's just super athletic and super talented. Um, Were you I mean, shocked by him when you game. first
1: saw him in person? Like, No, a, I
3: wasn't shocked. I wasn't shocked by him because I saw his numbers, what he put up. I've seen him play in high college. So right. I, I wasn't shocked by him. His biggest thing is just staying healthy and and just continue to understand the game. Yeah. And he's going to be you're going to have two guys on the same team going to be fighting over who's going to be defensive player of the year. So <laughs>
1: it's unreal.
3: Um, that's one and then on my retirement, um I don't know what I'm going to do because, you know, I just want to be 100% certain whatever I decide to do that I'm, I'm 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 good with making the decision whatever it is. If I do if I want to continue to play or if I don't so I would, I just want to be one hundred percent uh confident in making that decision. So right now, me and Kingsford are just hanging out.
0: Yes, yeah. that makes sense. All right, I got three mad libs really quick. Right. Jadavian Clowney reminds you of blank.
3: Nobody never there's nobody out there. Yeah, I would agree. Nobody his size with the speed. I mean he is his own person. Right next can't one him to anybody.
0: Coach Mike Vrabel is the next blank.
3: Hey, Coach. Mm.
1: <laughs>
0: and then blank percent of what people see of J.J. Watt is authentic.
3: Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> And with that, we let you go. I love you so much. Kingsford Charcoal.
3: Right, Thank you once again, my man. Get to kingsford.com. The
0: man, Thank you, Vince. You are the man, my friend. Enjoy your day. All
3: right. Be good, bro.
0: Uh, Kingsford Charcoal, they're trying to establish ribs as the national food. They need a th- 100,000 signatures. There is legitimately a petition. Go to kingsford.com to sign up. Can you make sure that's... Uh, He's that's,
1: hilarious. Vince is such a cool dude. I mean, first of all... I'm so
0: happy I saved that for the dude, that was a good one. Right? And, uh,
1: and, well, his laugh says it all. He, so.
0: <laughs> he said, he said, I don't know. <laughs> he went... <laughs> all right, he, so hold on, <laughs> on. Let's decompose this really quick. One, uh, that... Two, that was amazing. I mean, I, I look. I had my friend Dan uh, text me after that whole ESPN thing about JJ Watt and his mom, and he's like, "I am so sick of JJ Watt."
1: (laughs) I can't even lie. When I watched it, I was honestly, I turned it on Sunday morning, and I was thinking of you. I literally. It's yeah. hard. I was just like damn and I turned it off. I mean, I just couldn't watch that crap anyways. That's There there bullshit, are
0: some but. people that I think are legitimately like I think that John Cena, not to change anything, he's done the most make a wish foundation things ever. Yeah. There is something in his makeup that he needs to give back. Right. There there are certain people that are obsessed with that. Right. JJ knows where the camera is. Yeah. That's amazing. No doubt. Uh, number 2, I love that he said I'm too man to wear rompers. <laughs> uh 3 I can't believe you came in with a black dick right away. You
1: know, that's how I come. I need need to explain (laughs) to everybody how
0: this thing works. (laughs) There is literally a room where Vince Wilfork is probably sitting in right now that has anywhere between six and eight charcoal representatives, friends and family, whatever, sitting there. And he's been doing, talk about your retirement, talk about Kingsford Charcoal. And you hit him with
1: the old black penis.
0: He's the first one to give me a black
1: penis. Yep. The, uh, the old Lakers penis is what I had over I think there. you
0: have told that story before. <laughs> I, I don't know one. why he thinks the crab comment is insulting. I think he's
1: just being like private and leaving it. I, who knows? I don't even know. He's just laughing. But yeah, he would always get me with that. Him and Gerard Mann. The only
0: question that I didn't get to ask him that right. it kills me. Yeah. How would Belichick have handled the Brock Osweiler situation? Oh, man. That's my only question. Right. But. Um, I wanted to know who he rooted for and all that, but Vince's. You think Vince retires? Do you think Vince should? That's a that's a tough question Ooh. from the film. Yeah, how much does Vince have no, left? No,
1: I don't think Vince has to retire. I don't. think – And he, having
0: Clowney and Watt next to him can extend anyone's well, career. That
1: and then they got the young kid and DJ Reader, yes. who's really going to be able to fill his role. They got right. the Covington kid, right? They got a few other big guys to where if there, were, if if he's willing to just you know maybe only play 18, 20 snaps a game. Then yes, he has that in him still to do that. You know, if you think it's gonna be the old Vince Wolf work where you can think you can depend on him fifty snaps a game. Yeah. No, that's not gonna happen. But he still has value of okay, he's fresh and he can clog the the run game up the the middle and just yeah. make a mosh pit of it.
0: What did you think of J. Watt though? I mean where do you stand with someone who's had so much success, but
1: Yeah, I mean J. Watt, I'm like in between you. Like I'm almost like more of um First of all, I think like his legitimate work ethic and love for football, I think, is legit. Like, yes. that, I don't think that's a fake or anything like that. But yes, I think he's very aware of the cameras. And he's, you know, for a defensive lineman, especially when they become as famous as J.J. J. Watt, I don't think they ever envision themselves being that famous. Mm. And I think they almost get addicted to the fame a little bit. And I've had other friends in the NFL, I would say, could have fallen along that line, like... You know, where I just felt like uh, they like the limelight a lot. It's not a bad thing. Right. But they're not going to leave a certain city or leave a certain team because they know there's more limelight there and they're addicted to it and they love being able to walk around town and be the big, you know, big fish in the small pond. Oh, especially in
0: a, in a town like Houston where they don't have a quarterback to go up against that. There's no, no other star no. unless Deshaun becomes I,
1: I was amazed at the Super Bowl at how many Texans jerseys you see in general. And I think that was the... like People don't realize, first of all, it's Texas. Texas loves football, right? Yes. And the Texans have only been around for, what? what is it now, 15 years, basically. But they've built up a good little uh, fan base. And when you go down there... It's shocking, actually. It's shocking. I know that was things my dad said, other people I was around in the NFL. Like, I just can't get over how many people are wearing Texan jerseys around here. J.J. Watt jerseys, Jaden Clowney jerseys, and Brian Cushing jerseys Brian everywhere. Cushing. Everywhere. Well, they're the great white hopes, J.J. Watt and Brian Cushing. So, of course, yeah. people are going <laughs> to love that. They're not white boy supremes. You see the great that, white Tommy?
0: Hopes. If you play hard at our four-star high school, right. you could become Brian Cushing exactly one day. Exactly right. Uh, Thanks again to Vince Wilfork and Kingsford Charcoal for making that a possibility. So Wilfork said something there that uh, contradicts what Tom Brady said. Wilfork said that Super Bowl let us realize that Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. Yeah. Brady came out this week and said, I don't agree with that, and I'll tell you why. Right. I know myself as a player. I'm really a product of what I've been around, who I was coached by, what I played against, and the air I played in. I really believe a lot of people were in my shoes. They could accomplish the same kind of thing, so I've been very fortunate. We have been saying this for two to three years now. Yeah. What did you think about Brady saying that? And then what did you think? Because you just said against Wilfork, that was his finest hour. Yeah. Is Brady the greatest of all time?
1: In my eyes, no.
0: But does this quote put him more in the Sims well, greatest of all time?
1: Well, this is this what this is what this is what makes Tom Brady so freaking cool in my yeah. eyes. This is why like I know everyone bags on me because the deflate gay thing, and yes, I think he handled that wrong and he's guilty for all that. Yeah, sorry. But at the same time, Uh, I think as I've told you, this is where I tussle with the whole thing. I've been around the guy. I liked him before I was around him. I knew too many people that knew him. Uh, It's what you respect most about Tom Brady in my eyes. Yes, he is humble. He's really cool. I think he's really realistic about just about everything he's ever done in his life or his career. And, I'll say this. Yes, I don't think he's the greatest quarterback of all time because I get sick of the whole, you know, the thing, the championship, the whole yes. championship conversation. It's just annoying to me. Why isn't Robert Ory the greatest basketball player of all time then? Why? I don't really understand that. Yes. And people are going to say, well, he wasn't the star of that team. Well, then why is Kobe Bryant? If
0: you can't say that quarterback wins is a real stat, don't tell me then that Super Bowl wins is a real stat.
1: Right. So it just bothers me. That's a, it's a team accomplishment. It has to have the right coaching staff, all those things. But I'll say this too. Like, all right, so when I think of the greatest players of all time with anything, they have to be in the top ranking of the most physically elite players as well. And that's where, like, Michael Jordan's the greatest basketball player of all time, not only because he was a great shooter and he won championships, but he was definitely one of the five most physically gifted guys we've ever seen in the NBA, right? Yes. Same with LeBron James. Yes. Um,
0: Same with Jim Brown.
1: Same with Jim Brown. Exactly right. You go through the greats in all sports, pretty much that's the way. Brady is not... He's he's incredibly talented. That's why the
0: Larry Bird comparison so funny for him.
1: I get I get you there.
0: Because there's not there's never been a dominant physical trait
1: right but it's more he's more physically gifted I think than people give him credit for okay on a whole and that's where I think the conversation like to me Tom Brady's definitely one of the three or four best quarterbacks of all time I mean you know my yeah, quarterbacks yeah. right away I mean it's Rogers Lway. it's Elway it's Manning it's Brady uh it's Favre it's Marino right um, it's Brady? Troy Aikman I haven't said Joe Montana yet right so that's where I want to go with this conversation like Joe Montana He is like exactly what Brady is talking about. Like, I think there's a lot of quarterbacks Mm. in the 80s. If you put on the 49ers, they would have won four Super Bowls. Right. The 49ers didn't think Joe Montana was the greatest thing from God in the history of the world. I mean, they tried to replace him in the mid 80s with Steve Young. Yeah. I mean, in the 1988 season, game two or three here at Giants Stadium, I was there in person. They started Steve Young. Uh, And Joe Montana already won two Super Bowls at that point. So it just tells you two more. So to me, I think it's really cool that Brady is able to put that in perspective. And he's obviously one of the all time greats. The one
0: part of the quote that confused me, I get I'm a product of what I've been around the Patriot system, who I was coached by Bill Belichick. But then he says what I played against. And then in the era, I played in, era I played in, I totally get right. You're able to throw more. Quarterbacks can't jam. Right. Is he saying that the era he played in, that the competition wasn't as good?
1: I don't know. I, I almost I thought the first thing I thought of was his division. Like he's been lucky he, to play in the I, AFC I, I,
0: East. No, he might not be lying so there. So that's
1: where I, I thought that, and then he was just even just it was a more broad statement about the era, and I'm in that I'm actually playing in where it's 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 conducive to quarterbacks having big time. Yeah, saps. it's
0: funny because we've always said, man, it's really hard for the Bills, Dolphins, and Jets going up against the Patriots, and right. here Brady's going. Well, we have three. Crap organizations in my own division.
1: No doubt about it. That's, I, mean, I
0: just thought that was a very interesting part.
1: I think very much so. It, he
0: kind of took a shot at the whole league and said, y'all been down for like 12, 15 well,
1: years. I mean, it's again, you and I have talked about this how many times? Like the NFL, a lot of these teams got to stop holding themselves to the standard of,
0: you oh, we got to beat the Bengals. We got to beat the AFC team North. in our division yeah. to yeah. win
1: the division. No, hold yourself accountable to be the Patriots. Yes, and then you're going to win your division.
0: The uh, other news that came out with that family, the Brady family, uh, Giselle Bundchen did an interview with CBS this morning. She was promoting a new book about climate change, which goes to your stories all the time about Tom Brady and Giselle and caring about the Earth. I would be stuff. shocked
1: if Tom Brady voted for Donald Trump. Like I always told you, I'd be shocked. I mean, he's he he's, doesn't
0: eat. Any gluten. He, per, he, he believes in climate he's change. He's more
1: hippie than he is... Yeah. conservative. I know that.
0: Well, I mean, the story you've always told, you learned him and said, man, you guys are killing a lot of your wife's Brazilian trees right. making all these playbooks, and the next day he had iPads. Well, the, and ne- like, the
1: next season, he the did. The next
0: season, because he was like, you're right, we're hurting the environment. I was like,
1: damn, because I was always told the guy, I was the bitch boy that had to go around and hand the You were, you were the, the crab meat, right? as crab Vince meat. would say. <laughs> right.
0: uh, so what Bunchen said that's getting a lot of attention, he had a concussion last year, talking about Tom Brady. He does have concussions, like we don't talk about it, but he does have concussions. I don't think it's a healthy thing for your body, and and then just a thing to remind to people, Brady was not listed with a concussion on any of the Patriots injury reports last season. Yeah. Two things come with this. Yeah. One, Bill Belichick's injury reports. Yeah. Famously almost like a hockey injury report where they say upper body injury. It yeah. Lo- puts, everybody, and he puts on everybody on there. puts everybody
1: on there. Right. Brady's now, been on there for like four years.
0: Yeah, but apparently with yeah. reason. Right. The other thing is the face of the sport, the face of Madden. Yeah. Um, not talking about concussions. Yeah. Brady's going to have to talk about concussions now.
1: He is now. I would think he's probably not happy with Giselle that she's brought up this conversation. He, You know, Giselle could have just probably, at least I know if for me, if I was still in the league or my mom was making these comments while my dad was playing, whatever it may be, I mean, she was just trying to convey that it's a dangerous sport. Yes. and She's beat up and she wouldn't mind seeing him retire soon. Right. Uh, the concussion, and that
0: he's not immune to it.
1: Right. The, the, con- like, yeah, I guarantee, Tom is a, he's, He's not going to go in the locker room after the game and go, man, I got my bell rung, uh, yeah. team physicians. Can you check me? He's just going to fucking suck it up and go home.
0: Especially in a it week where I It goes on everywhere. I saw so many stories about older NFL players and alumni battling concussions and feeling like they're not worth anything. Yeah. All the lawsuits that are going on right now, everything. Uh, yeah, so you think he's going to be mean, upset.
1: I think, well, yeah, I think he'll be upset, and I think I'm sure he had concussions. He's just the type of guy... He knows how. how... Questionable this concussion protocol is right now, to where if he goes in there and says I have a concussion, he might miss two games, and he's just not going to do that. He's old school, is which I would I love about him, and I think that's most of the NFL really is going to be that way. I mean, I certainly had my bell rung a number of times in football games, and I didn't think about walking over and going, you know, I think I got a concussion, guys. Yeah. In college, the NFL, college, I probably had more of it than even the NFL. But it's just—it's what competitors are going to do. They're never going to be able to stop this, and they need. It's to hard because a, I,
0: I get to the point where you're saying right now, where we want to celebrate people for being tough and the old throw some dirt on it mentality, and then at the same point we sit back there and go, "Man, uh, that's really stupid yeah, and unhealthy."
1: it is. It's unhealthy. He's being paid for it. He loves doing it. He understands what he's putting his body at harm with. Tom Brady. I will say this: for a guy that's going to play as long as he does. I would think he's going to have very limited physical wear after playing. I mean, he's going to be beat up, of course, but he's been pretty well protected his whole career. And, of course, he is establishing the new baseline for longevity in yeah. the NFL. So that's amazing. But I, for I worry someone to focus on their,
0: Yeah, for someone who who says they focus on their health so much and change their diets to neglect mental health, you know, or if he's saying he's drinking that concussion drink. Right.
1: Come concussion. On. Well, yeah. I, my point there, though, is just like, I don't think he's gonna be as bad off as let's say as like a Peyton Manning. A Peyton Manning I'm worried about in ten years. With his neck and his Everything, body. His and... neck, his hip, his shoulders. He had he has had a number of issues. Yes. He was definitely more beat up than Brady was throughout his career. And he would be a guy I would worry about that I would go, damn, 10 years from now, he might have a cane. Speaking
0: and be... of beat-up quarterbacks, uh, Derek Carr, we yeah. saw him get hurt, and now apparently there's reports that he's getting antsy. He wants a new contract. You've heard this.
1: Yes, I have heard it through the – Well, what, I think what, is, what do you what have you heard? I just, I just heard through some people that Carr, he might stick his foot in the ground a little bit with this Raiders situation and be like, no, I, I need a new deal before the year starts or – you know, I might not go to training camp, whatever it may be. He's I don't heading
0: know. into the final year of his contract. It'll pay him $977,000.
1: Exactly right. So $997,000. This is a guy that was...
0: 977.
1: Sorry. one of the Without a doubt, one of the five, six best quarterbacks in football last year who broke his fucking leg yes. at the end of the year. And he doesn't want that shit to happen again. And he's 26. And then he, and then he plays for a limited number once again. So to me... You know, listen, I've heard reports that he's asking to be the highest-paid quarterback in football. i, I got to see that to believe yeah, it. because
0: you didn't believe that, and we've talked about that before. I just don't think he's that kind We're of guy. we talked about the last podcast, that. yeah.
1: I don't, I don't see that, and I also think he's also he's, he's realistic enough to know he saw his brother have a huge contract and a team not be very successful around him with the Houston Texans. I would think he knows Amari Cooper's going to be coming, Khalil Mack's going to be coming. they got all these young, talented guys, and maybe he'll settle for a little less than he should.
0: Uh, I would like to congratulate the Sims and Go podcast for bringing common sense to a nationwide debate that apparently no one else understood, and that's the fact that the Seahawks are have called about Colin Kaepernick. They're interested in bringing him in as a backup quarterback. We've now been saying this for five months, that it is the perfect fit. And then defensive end Michael Bennett on Tuesday on ESPN radio in Seattle echoed those same thoughts, saying it would be the perfect fit. Quote, I think a person that's dedicating their life to creating change. Why wouldn't you want that type of leadership in the locker room? Dude, we have been saying this for so long. And the fact that it's news to everybody else is crazy to well, me. Well,
1: the news to this and then the fact that we've been saying about nobody in the NFL is going to pick him up. Nobody.
0: And every, yeah, you're right. It's suddenly become an
1: issue. We've been saying this since he did this last year. Yes. Until he first went down. We said he's screwed for the next offseason. And I know I said it on Good Morning Football, and they give me some props still for saying it. But, yeah, I'm also amazed. Like, where the like, – yeah, I get frustrated with this business because I want to be like, where the fuck are you guys? You didn't think about this already? You didn't- oh, really? Nobody's called Colin Kaepernick yet to sign him? No shit. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, it just is amazing to me.
0: I think that the Seahawks should sign Kaepernick and RG3. <laughs> and it could be this safe haven for backup quarterbacks because there's so many vocal guys that. I'm sorry, i got to talk to Sherman and Bennett and Russell Wilson before I can get... Oh, they left already? Kaepernick left? Oh, man.
1: I would love to see Kaepernick go there as I well. I think it would be perfect. I think it's the only place he has a chance to go. And period. I'll tell
0: you what, man. They witnessed how good he could be. No doubt. And they're going to see him in warm-ups. And I, I think... I think he's got a relationship with Wilson that goes back when they were shooting all those Madden commercials yep. together, and I think that he's going to have a good work ethic. I think the
1: respect him in general, because they saw him. Like you said, they've yeah. seen him run down the field. And it's and the throw... Pacific
0: Northwest. Yep. Weed's legal. Yeah, It's forward thinking.
1: I'm with you. But even that, when the word got out that they might sign him, there was tremendous backlash, even in Seattle, from the fan base. So it just tells you, even in a place like Seattle, imagine what would happen if you went down to Nashville or something like we that. We didn't
0: talk about Madden. Yeah, if you were to, if you're a Patriots fan, are you worried about the Madden curse? No,
1: I'm not. I mean, I, I think there's been a few that have been publicized. We've had a lot of guys that have been healthy through the years. I think it's really cool, actually. I mean, it's really, it's it's a great cover.
0: It does look cool. It's
1: cool. Brady obviously he posed for it, doing his usual thing where he comes out for warm ups, which I love that he does that. Yes, He's like basically just telling everybody like, let's get. Pumped up, fuck off, everybody. I'm going to kick your ass today. So,
0: Rob Gronkowski but- was it last year? Right. He got hurt. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., it did not strike right. in 2016. Right. Um, Richard Sherman, uh, it did not happen in 2015. Yep. Uh, the one before that, Adrian Peterson. Oh, yeah. Uh, he ended up only playing fourteen games. Uh, blah blah blah. Before that, Calvin Johnson. It did not. So you're Calvin right. Calvin
1: Johnson had almost broke the record. Right? He was the year he was on the cover. He almost broke. He almost got two thousand yards received. Nineteen
0: hundred sixty four. Right. And then before that, Peyton Hillis, Drew Brees. Uh, right. Larry Fitzgerald. Tribble. Yeah, I guess it hasn't been in it's, a while. It's
1: been. It just was those first few. There was there that for a while that, that got us all. But in the you manicures. like
0: Tom Brady doing this?
1: I do like Tom Brady doing this. I think this is a special thing. And I, you know, you read what he said too. First of all, his kids play Madden. That's going to be cool. I'm sure, as just a father, he was like, "Damn, my kids are playing this game. They're going to how much do you, think up? you
0: get paid to be on the cover of Madden?
1: Oh, uh, that's a good question. I wouldn't think a lot. I wouldn't think much of anything, actually. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, to me, it's, it's more about we're giving you free publicity with a generation of people. I bet you there may be a little chump change for, yeah. a, for a guy like Brady, but he's doing it just for the spe- specialness of it.
0: Uh, to stick with the Kaepernick thing, the hypocrisy of what goes on in the NFL, uh, you think that there's some serious hypocrisy going on with the Combine. Uh, and what happened with Ruben Foster?
1: Well, I, I just, to, to me, the NFL, yeah, it's, it's, it's very hypocritical and it stands in a lot, of, a lot of cases. But to me, this is where, like, okay, Reuben Foster, he goes there and he gets sent home because he gets in a, a shouting match or an altercation with a, a, a hospital staff member, right? And the NFL goes, well, we're not going to discipline him or do anything because he's not in the NFL yet and he's not in the NFL PA. But yet at the same time, Jabril peppers and Reuben Foster, both yeah. had diluted specimens, samples, diluted samples piss ses- uh, samples at the combine, which becomes uh, which becomes a um, positive drug test. yep. And now the NFL wants to put them in the drug program. And to me, that's where I just don't get it. And How this does where one the,
0: happen but not the other?
1: Well, yeah, this is this is where the players got to fight back. We got to start to have player, players fight back. We got to start having players go to the combine and say, I'm not taking a drug test and I'm not taking the wonder lick because 32 teams can never keep their fucking mouth shut. Ever. Ever. So they have to stop doing it. It's It's so disrespectful.
0: Do they have to take a drug and, test? Because like... Some jobs you have to take a drug test. Yeah,
1: they, they do. And I don't know. I don't know what it, would happen if you
0: refuse it. You're right. I don't know. Is it like one of the cops? Were but like it's to very give a big
1: deal when you're there. I know that because you know the night before that you're gonna have to wake up at five thirty in the morning and pee, and the main head drug tester is gonna be there for the NFL. And he's going to walk you through this. But do
0: you have to go to the combine?
1: You don't have to. I know because like
0: I like we talked about Malik uh, Corey Davis. Yeah, Corey Davis didn't do anything at the combine, the pro day. But do you have to go?
1: I mean, you don't have to. I just think you you go just because you get to meet everybody, right? And they get the chance to see you. But listen, between our man Sidney Jones, Ruben Foster, Jabril Peppers. They gotta start changing it, and I. This is what I would tell players to do too, with the Wonder league thing. Because You're right, I right. So
0: those drug tests are supposed to be secret as well.
1: Exactly. It's supposed to be not. Yeah.
0: It turns into these recruit, these scouts trying to use that negativity a week or two before the draft to impact other teams' boards. No doubt about it. And at the sacrifice of now, Jabril Peppers and Ruben Foster are delinquents for the first few years of their career until they're successful enough exactly. that we forget. Exactly.
1: That's what it, it bothers me. And if if I'm the NFL players. I'm, I'm starting to think about whether I'm going to go work at it all for teams anymore. I might just run the 40 and be like, fuck you. There's my 40. There's my five, 10, 5. I'm not doing drills so I could tear NBA my NBA players
0: are already skipping the combine altogether. I
1: get it. I mean, you know, how much evidence do they need all the time? Kevin
0: Durant came out and said he was so embarrassed at the way the NBA teams treated him when he couldn't do that 185-pound bench press. Right. He said, I'll never forget I'm sitting there and they're putting the bar and I can't get up the lowest weight one time. Yeah. And he goes, and I'm watching... Watching these NBA people literally laughing in my face, and I stood up and I went, "Give me a ball, yeah. give me a ball. Right. Let, let me get a basketball and show you." And it's it's the number one thing. But yeah, it's it's a, it's the one time right before a professional athlete is going to be more powerful than everyone in that room put together, where those people, the pokers and the prodders, they have the power. Right. And you're saying, I don't want to give you that for a day. Don't give it to them. Not into it. Don't even give them the chance. I don't want to be a part of the meat market. You can't trust them. It's going to have to be the number one player or a top five guy is at the trend. It has Christian McCaffrey started this year not doing workouts. Yeah. Corey Davis, in my mind, if I'm a top guy, I look at that and go, I don't need to run the 40 at my combine or pro day. What I know, I'm going to run like a 4.5 or, yeah. or a 4.6. Right. Um, it, it's tough because the NFL wants all the information, and it's seen as this rite of passage. Right. But if there's one day that the, these guys are not seen as humans – it's the combine.
1: No doubt. And then to me, with the Wonderlick thing, which is even more of a, like, just a Because it's ball. not
0: necessarily accurate as a representation no. of IQ and that we call people dumb. No,
1: exactly right. You're exactly right. And that's what happens. Oh, he's dumb. He got a low wonderlick score. Regardless, if I'm, that's the other thing that has to change. If I'm, an NF, if I'm coming out for the NFL draft, what I'm going to do for now on is if you want to give me the wonderlick some team, you come to me and you give me the wonderlick at my school or wherever it is, my personal day where you want to come meet me because I'm not working out for you. That's done, that crap. You're unless done. Unless I'm a quarterback. Yeah, unless I'm a quarterback. I'm not working out for anybody. If I'm a DB, a wide receiver, I'm not doing it. I don't give a shit. I'm it's not- an
0: opportunity to get hurt.
1: Yeah, it really is. That's how I look at it, especially like you're saying if you're tape. a top end. So you make the teams give you the wonderlick individually and then – you want to know what was my score on your test because I want to know what I scored on everybody's test in case the number gets revealed. I'm going to know. So then, if which it comes one. out,
0: Sim scored an 18. And well, I, I know that the Titans and the Vikings, I got an 18. Exactly. One right. of those guys released it. NFL. Why aren't you looking into this leak? Exactly. Information? Right.
1: That would be my two cents with that. That's no, how you got to. You go. like how I gave you an 18? Yeah. Thanks. That's Sorry. all right. Don't what worry. did you get? I think I got a 24 or five. Oh, that's
0: right. I got a 41. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Why I told you, I think the one time I took it unofficially. It's
0: Completely so right. I got like
1: a 28 or 29, and then the next time I took like a 24. The combine one, the one that me counted.
0: understanding, you know, percentages and conjugated verbs is not going to help me read a two safety set with a roaming linebacker.
1: No, and my whole thing too, like I told you, the difference between my good test and my bad test was I just got lucky on vocab words that I knew more of on the good test, and the bad test I was like, damn, I don't know what the fuck this means. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh i want to give another thanks to uh kingsford charcoal and vince Wilfork for being so candid and awesome uh always a pleasure getting back in here with you my good friend and uh, fendrick isn't here so i could talk trash but you know not eh. not necessary um all right next week is one fifteenth. 115. 115 i said this on the last podcast are you interested in doing more of these a week if we just have time
1: I mean I, I am. I just okay. don't know we're not gonna be able to dive deep into football at this time right now. No, I'd like to but start could... talking
0: more about the Matt Harveys and the dating of yeah, models. We could
1: definitely have fun with that right now. Like and... you wanna talk about like bullshit like Zaja putting his foot right. underneath Kawhi Leonard, that was you a have bunch of one bullshit. Minute, you have
0: one, monot- one minute of Jaja fire.
1: Well, you know I hate Golden State. I'm rooting against, I am root against Golden State every night. I go, whoever's playing Golden State, I root against them, right? I think yeah. they got a free pass for the way they acted like a little bunch of babies last year in the finals. Yes. If LeBron threw his mouthpiece or throw, walked off oh, the that's court right. he did hit that or kid. walked off the court 10 seconds left in the game like Clay Thompson did in Game 6, we would be killing LeBron James to this day. Yeah. If LeBron touched eight testicles in the playoffs last year— like We'd be, we'd be killing him too. So, and then of course, I don't like that Kevin Durant joined them, but that was a bullshit play. And they're going to lose Game One for sure if he doesn't put his foot underneath Kawhi Leonard. So that was a low blow in my eyes. It changed the game. It is and. Uh, They've
0: outscored them by about sixty points. I mean, since Golden State's
1: off. so much better. I, I watch. You know me. I watch NBA basketball a lot. Golden State's so much better than everybody. It does yeah. even Cleveland. Like LeBron's going to have to have a monumental. Performance. My friend
0: Mitchell Hart, who listens to this podcast, we were watching the game together in, in uh, Venice and uh, Beach. And we were watching, and when Kawhi went down, he goes, It's over. Yeah. He goes, fourth quarter. He goes, I watch this all the time. Durant will spread them out, and it'll be the Durant show. And there's just you can't guard all the people on the outside. And it's just not fun. He says this all the whole time. He goes, It's not fun no, it's not to fun. watch the Warriors there, play.
1: There, It was a low blow. Kevin Durant had them down 3-1 last year in the conference finals against the greatest team in the history, and he went and joined them. They were 17 and 73 and 9, and they Fucking got Kevin Durant, which if is such If Durant
0: wins the championship this year and he's a free agent and he goes back to Oklahoma City, what, what do you start thinking about him as a human then?
1: Uh... I don't even. I don't know. My thoughts on him. I don't think are going to change anymore. He's so just,
0: you're down on Durant.
1: I am, and he's a he's a Texas player, and I'm I'm I want to like him, but yeah, this move really. bothered Did you bothered
0: see that La, another Texas player, LaMarcus Aldridge, I just tried to step in. I don't Durant. think
1: he deliberately tried to do it. He tried to see him right away. I so Zaza,
0: has, you think was deliberate?
1: Yeah, I mean LaMarcus went to Texas. I, I they have a col- I think they have a close relationship. At least I've been told that. Uh, I I just can't imagine that LaMarcus would try to do that, but. Yeah, it, it, it frustrates me. Golden State, it's going to take a miracle for them not to win it all.
0: Man, they, well, you know what? There is a miracle, and the same as LeBron James. <laughs> Please. And he is a miracle that continues Please. to give. Uh, guys, thanks as always for listening. Uh, if you go into the iTunes comments, leave us a five-star review and a question or comment like I did today. I will make sure to get to those first before we get to Twitter. So thank you guys for your support. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at Adam Lefko or Facebook at Adam Br uh, For Sims.
1: Peace out, homies. For
0: Fendrick. What is he oh, usually- he's not here. What does he normally
1: uh, say? What does he usually say? Uh, take care, gentlemen. Or, uh, or good
0: evening. Uh, or I'm a nerd. <laughs> One of those things. All right, Patrick. Nerd alert. Uh, love you guys as always. Have a great day. Peace. Have a great week. Holla.